This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Hey, oh, this is Leander Sufi, and uh, I'm recording a tape again. You know, I was thinking of her today from back in my old uh, happy days. Her being, of course, Freya. And I started rereading everything that I had written for her, and uh, and I found there that the words were different, but the meaning, the crux of them all, was the same. They were just a rephrasing of an old draft that I once made. That draft was present in some or the other form in the writings I wrote for her, in the writings I wrote for the ones before her. And I know me saying this will crucify me. The people, they will ostracize me. I know that. But just think about it. Every single time we have fallen in love, we say the same old, same old things. Every single damn time. So how do we know that the one we are saying, I love you too, in the present moment is the one? How do we not know that he or she or they will not be just a relic of the past in the future. How do we not know that they will only become a memory and nothing more? And when I do not know that, how can I say I love you to anyone without conviction? If I don't believe then what's the point of prayer? That's hypocrisy and I think that should be one of the seven deadly sins and not sloth because I am afflicted with sloth, a lot of it. Well, you see, before Freya came along, had had people to whom I had said those words too. She's here and I'm saying this and when she is not you know when she is not present here neither physically nor in my heart that moment, that day will there be another and if there will be then I'm really pretty sure that these words will be rephrased yet again. I don't know, I just keep writing and hoping that she will be the last one, she will be the one, capital T by the way.
and O of course. How can I write you of love? How can I write about you with love? How can I write on you from love? I write from an empty place. I believe that what I do make muse out of the person I love. That is a defense mechanism for myself. It's just me trying to not let go of that last speck of sanity. I might write that I want that last straw to fall, but in reality I am an escapist. I'd want to indulge in the necessities that are required to make that last straw fall. I just exist. And so I, I make them my muse. So that even when a person is gone, the muse will stay. And it's always the muse that stays, the person always leaves. I keep rambling on and on and on about her. Every single time her memory pops up in my head. I know with time it has happened that it is taking longer and longer for me to materialize her face when I close my eyes. I want to be able to dream of her again. I burned all the photos that I had of her. She asked me to. And so I can't even help myself reconstruct the features of her visage, every contour, every little cut, every little curve. She used to self-harm me and uh, I think they heal but they're meant to bleed still I think we just want a type of unhealthy psychologically grounding done I think that's what we try to do by diverting our mind to something else we ease the perturbance in our mind, we ease the disturbance, the disquiet in our mind. We are slave to our emotions if they exist. I read once that there is a disparity between feelings and emotions. Feelings are conscious efforts and emotions are subconsciously exhibited. And when I read that, I wrote to her once that I can give you the truest feeling someone can give, but I can't give you my emotions. Ah, oh, the anxiety is killing me now. And I had made a promise that I won't 
ever harm myself in any way again and so I can't even do that grounding I I think I'll stop recording here for now I cannot bear this the silence <laughs> anymore and uh, if you ever exist please don't be like me that's all I ask of you be happy, ignorance is a bliss. Take care.